So what are your thoughts on the horror genre? To be honest, the horror genre is something I tried to avoid at almost any cost. I've watched one movie when I was in high school in the horror genre. Not fun for me. I'm curious. I have a very like vivid memory of watching a horror movie with our dad. And I'm curious if this is the oh. same uh, movie that you had an experience with. That is not the movie. I know you're thinking of arachnophobia. That is exactly what I'm thinking and of. And I was freaked out whenever I took a shower because oh there gosh. is a scene where oh. the spider like is in the shower and like kills somebody. It's a stupid movie. Apparently it's supposed to be funny based off. I was terrified. It as was a kid. not fun. It's just spiders are everywhere. They're going to come and kill me and I'm never safe. This is the feeling I had for weeks after watching that movie. I remember when we talked about Hollow Knight, you asked what bug freaks me out the most. But it's, spiders in general don't freak me out like that. Just that, that movie. That movie made but, that week or two just. <laughs> I think dad was really felt bad after realizing how much trauma he inflicted on us. <laughs> that That's not even the movie I was thinking of in high school. I watched The, the Ring. Mm. with some friends and I, would, I have never wanted to watch a horror a horror film since yeah i it's weird because i feel like there's like the psychological thriller and horror butt up very close to each other yeah and have some overlap sometimes and i found i'm i'm okay with the psychological thrillers they're on the edge of my comfort zone for like my kind of entertainment right but movies like shutter island or uh Gosh, what's that John Krasinski movie? Uh, Quiet Place. The Quiet Place. Like I, I love those movies, and those are like borderline horror. But yeah. I feel like they fall more in the suspense thriller genre, right. and I had a lot of fun with that. So today this... we are going to be talking about the game called What Remains of Edith Finch, and I would say similar to my uh, thoughts on these. Uh, the thriller genre, the psychological thriller genre, this game buds up really close to horror in my mind. I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary, but right. there are definitely horrific elements that take place throughout the game. But oddly enough, they're kind of presented in a positive light. Yeah. What would If you were going to explain what remains of Edith Finch to someone who's never even heard of the game, what would you, what would you say? Well, the first thing I would point out is the fact that this game is what is classified as a walking simulator. It's technically a game in the fact that you are controlling like the camera angle with your controller, but it's a very linear story of you basically moving throughout the world, interacting with the specific things laid out for you and experiencing the story. I'd say it's almost more akin to an interactive movie than it is to an actual video game where you feel like you were actually changing, you know, successful or not. There's not yeah. a way to not succeed at this game. Yeah, which is the biggest difference that I felt while playing the game. Yeah, you're just interacting with the story. And there was there's no fail state. It's just figure out, oh, you needed to walk into this door in order for the story to it has progress. Some minor almost feels like detective y nature to the game where it feels like you it's almost leading into, oh I'm gonna have to try to solve a mystery. But it never really goes into that. It just has that sense of feeling of like discovery. Right. It is not really organic in the fact that you actually have to know stuff. It's just kind of your the character figures stuff out, which kind of leads you to explore different areas. 
And so I would say the things that really flow with the story is it's all about the death of this family. Yes. You're playing for the majority of the, of the movie. I almost called it the movie. For the majority of the game as Edith Finch, who is the last surviving member of the Finch family. And she is going back to her childhood home and going through the stories of all the different people in her family. And one thing that's, I think, really fun about the game that really drew me in is I am a big fan of weird houses. Yeah, that was And fun cool. architecture. And the Edith Finch, the Finch home is this mansion that's kind of ramshackled together or there's constantly additions being put on. So it's got this really fun architecture, all these secret passageways, which I don't know about you, but as a kid, I just dreamed oh, yeah. of a house. Oh, it'd be so cool if I had a secret passageway in my house to go somewhere else. That's something I would daydream frequently about. And this game, in a weird way, because it's dealing with this really heavy subject matter, but when it wasn't doing that, the actual exploration of the house really satisfied this, like, childhood joy oh, yeah. of, like, discovery and having this, like, secret knowledge of architecture. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the game. It made, as, as you were saying that, we had a couple friends growing up, the Cliffords, who had little, like, passageways that would go to a back area. And usually we had, like, video games set up back there. as so, like, our little hideout. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how, how I felt as we were, like, climbing through certain areas, like, secret passageways in our... In, in the Finch house. So in the story of the game, after a Finch member died, their room basically just got sealed up as a memento. Like it was just untouched. So throughout the game, your character is Getting finding access. its way to get to these rooms and finding like a diary or some photos or something. And you kind of then get to experience like these last moments or the story of that character and how they died right. through a bunch of different uh, mediums. So you, yeah, you were mentioning that there was many different mediums and also as the game enters these different mediums, it is paying homage to different types of video games where the controls will slightly change. Do you want to kind of delve into that a little bit? Oh yeah, there's definitely, you're experiencing things from first person's perspective. You're experiencing stuff from third person perspective. There's times where you're, one that I thought was really unique was you're experiencing the story through, there's photographs, but you're like playing as one of the characters who is taking the photos. Uh, and so it's like the story is unveiling and you have to like find the thing that you're supposed to take the photo of that's going to represent the photo that's in this photo book. There's times where you're playing almost like a adventure game that keeps getting more grand and grand. Yeah. There's a comic book uh, episode of like the, the narrating of this person's life and their death. And it was really just unique of like trying to settle into, okay, this character is going to die. And how is it going to be presented to me? A lot of times it was very clear, like there's this sense of dread of yes. like, Oh, I know this character dies and it is very strong foreshadowing how they are going to die. You can Am see I going it. to get, is it my, you know, suspicion's going to be confirmed and it's going to be leading down this dread of like, no, don't do that. Stop. Don't be there. Or are they going to try to turn a, you know, a curveball at me and surprise me and have them die in some different way. And right. some of them, it's exactly what you thought was going to happen. And some of them were like, wow, that did not expect that to happen. I think that, 
the game does a great job of having there be lots of variety in that. So if everything was the same thing and it was always a twist, it would get really stale. And if every single story was told in the same type of way, that would have gotten stale. And if the different mediums which you're going through is the same, it would have gotten stale. But it does a really good job of having a plethora of different types of things that you're going through that makes it interesting to interact with the story that's going on. Not getting too deep into spoilers, but did you have a specific story, not necessarily gameplay of the story, but story that you felt was like the most tragic that like hit you the hardest? Probably the the baby. That was the one I was thinking of. So it's I mean it's a super short one, but basically it you're playing first person as a baby in a bathtub and your mom leaves the water on. Are you Turn the air somehow turn the water on and drown in the bathtub. Yeah, it, and it's weird because it's presented like it's so tragic and heartbreaking. I feel this so strongly, just being a father of like just the thought of that is just rips my heart out. But you're experiencing it from this like joyful, excited child's point of view, and you're playing like with his toys in the bathtub. It's. It's so trippy to me. Like, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Like I remember I finished the game. I, I sat it down. My wife was sitting next to me. I'm like, I need to process this for a little bit. Like, I don't know what I think of this experience. Yeah. When you were processing, did you come to any, any conclusions? Well, we'd written down... I, I think this game has like a worldview that it's presenting. And the end of the game, one of the end lines is... I don't want you to be sad that I'm gone. I want you to be amazed that any of us ever had a chance to be here at all. So I think the worldview is that the game is presenting is death is going to happen to all of us, uh, bask in the experience of life, and that in itself is the joy. And I really struggled thinking through that that process, and I think I've come to the realization that my worldview does not line up with the premise that the creator's uh, have for this game. Our, our church lately has been going through the Book of Lamentations and, you know, you have the, the critic who's just like, oh, everything under the sun is meaningless, nothing is of value. And I feel like the... This is a very naive version of the critic. Like, this is someone, if they were to actually grow old, would come to the, all of the same conclusions that the critic has in, in that book of the Bible. But they're like, have this naivete of like, oh yeah, everything is okay. I, I think yeah. like, boil down to it. It's like, no, this is not okay. No. This does not bring purpose. It does not bring meaning. Just because you got to experience life and misery and death and sadness, the joy is not in the fact that we existed at all. And so we're both very devout Christians. Yeah. And so our worldview, I just feel like is so different and so much, I feel like brings so much more hope and... and yeah. experience into that and that's like the living and dying is not you know the the amazing experience it's like having a purpose and chasing after god and having eternity with him and being able to learn both yourself and just all the expanses of what god is yeah and i think it's cool that this game that's not what the intent it was going for but it really got me to think about you know what's my worldview i think you know for people playing it if you, you know, are actually able to take the time to be contemplative on it, you can kind of be like, okay, 
do I agree with this? Do I believe in something else? Brings up questions like, do I believe yeah. in an afterlife? What do I think happens after? I, and I think it can really get you to ask some deep questions. I think are really easy to to gloss over in everyday life because it's just so caught up in the here and now. And we we also live our lives in such a way that we don't like even acknowledge that we could be dead today, tomorrow. Like that's not promised, but we live like we're invincible, especially younger people and. We're relatively young. So like that process of just like, oh, I'm just going to live my life and there's nothing bad is going to happen to me. Like that is not true, but it is the way that so many people live their lives. I mean, I feel like I live my life that way sometimes. And yeah, so I just think this game, especially if someone to talk to about it, I feel like is a very like revealing as to how you actually experience the world. And your thoughts on a lot of deeper, heavier subject matter, which I feel like is so easy to just gloss over, you know, and never actually have deep conversations with anybody. And so in that regard, I really appreciate what the game did, even though I came to a different conclusion than the creators of the game. As you were sharing that, the word that kept popping up in my head was like, where is your hope? The word hope. Where is hope at? And yeah, this game Hope wasn't necessarily like a, a, a feature or like something that is explored in any depth, but that ending with that with that kind of saying, like, hey, we should be amazed in the joys that we have in front of us. I don't hate that, but also... I feel it's incomplete. There's not a lot of hope. Um, and I think we would both say that we live our life with a lot of hope. Even when there are really horrible things happening in front of us, I have so much hope that I don't despair. And it's not because, oh, we lived a good life and that's what gets us on to the next thing. It's because we have hope in Jesus. We have hope in something way bigger than ourselves. So Yeah. So I, I just think that this game is a interactive story that really leads to some, some deep, dark areas. But I really appreciate it. I feel like it very easily could have turned very icky feeling yeah. and I never felt that with this really heavy subject matter so I think they walked this line very masterfully in just like presenting uh the story in a way where it's you're know, like you weren't ever like bummed out and like I just can't play this on yeah did you I'm curious how many sittings did you play I, I beat this in two sittings I did it in two as well okay it's not a long game so this game is not one that you're like oh I'm gonna get a bunch of replayability out of I don't think they were Maybe you could replay it and just like think about different things in different ways, but I don't really intend to ever play this game again. And it took about two hours, which is the length of a movie. It really is like you can essentially think of this as a movie that you get to experience as the kind of the character in the movie going through these different uh, settings and, and experiencing these different things. One of the questions that's interesting that, that com- came to my mind when playing the game was about, about the idea of death and uh, what do you do, what do you tend to do when you are dealing with tragedy that's sitting in front of you? Do you have a, a thing that you often will fall into? The couple of things that came to my mind was like humor. Like mm. how do we deal with humor in tragedy? How do we deal like... Are you the type of person who, like, engages with tragedy and really 
is in your feels or do you do try to ignore the emotions of it and like step away from that and ignore that like as i bring that up where would you say you are in those very limited areas oh gosh i definitely in different settings hit both of those areas i think that for me it's very easy to lean into like escapism yeah i think that's probably the one i fall into the most of like if things are bad going around me it's really easy to get myself lost in a book or a movie or a video game uh, and just want to you know, experience my life through that existence because you're not reminded of your current status. Yeah. I, I dealt with a lot of health issues in my life. And I know that it's really easy for me to want to just always be engaging in some kind of media. But also being aware that that's probably not always what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we recently both did a, a fast from YouTube for a month. Yeah. And for me that was a big deal because... Most of my adult life, I have just used YouTube as a crutch. So much of my free time was spent. I wouldn't say wasted, because I feel like I, I've learned a ton of stuff on YouTube and listening to podcasts and whatnot. But realizing, oh, I mask a lot of my emotions and feelings in, okay, I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'll focus on that later. Mm-hmm. I feel very similarly on the really heavy, the really heavy things. Or if somebody else in my life who I love is going through something, I can't just use humor in in their life. I feel like a lot of times, though, if things are going poorly in my life, some of the things that I do is, like, think of it in a humorous way or, like, make fun of the thing in order for me not to just be sad or angry about it. And I don't think that I'm a person who is angry or sad often. I'm definitely more sad than I am angry. But I'm usually very joyful about things. So even when negative things come come about, like I usually am dealing with it with humor. And I think part of that is because I have a lot of joy and hope. And so I can combat it. But I also think that some of that is escapism of like trying to ignore some of the feelings, ignore some of the hard things uh, and maybe step away from it because I don't really want to deal with it right now. Yeah. I appreciate uh, my pastor. I've you know, met up with many times just to kind of process through a lot of my health stuff and the frustrations. And I, he pointed me towards the Psalms in the Bible. And I really appreciate the Psalms. And there's a lot of them are just very raw of like, why the heck is this happening? I don't understand. Everything has, everyone has abandoned me. Yeah. But still having this hope of like, I have, I have a hope in God in this still. And a lot of those have really given me comfort. Cause I feel like a lot of times the perceived Christian notion on stuff is like, God is good. Everything's great. Like, even though, each other and yeah, you know, your suffering is for good, which is not necessarily not, uh, not necessarily untrue, but it's not something that someone who's dealing with a lot of crap needs to hear. I think it's really much help, more helpful to be like, no, you can ask God why you can be mad at him. You can ponder things that doesn't make you a bad Christian or, you know, like, seeing David and all of the anguish that he experienced and knowing that, Hey, some of this was self-inflicted because of the stuff decisions that he had made in his past. But some of it is just like, Hey, I had to, to go through that. God was still there mm-hmm. and God was fine and okay with him questioning and calling out and not understanding. I think that paints a much easier picture of like, okay, I can experience life. Life's going to be crappy sometimes, but there's, there's still hope. Uh, moving forward and I, I like to know that hey when you're dealing with garbage in your life 
you don't have to despair, but you don't also don't have to pretend that everything's great and just, you mm-hmm. know, put on a face and lie to everybody that, oh yeah, everything's fine, even though everything seems to be falling apart in your life. Yeah, I, I think most people, if you are interacting with somebody who is despairing, like you want to be there for them and help them and love them, and it is not like just this horrible thing to experience somebody else as they're going through something hard. But we feel like if we were to share the hard thing that's going on in our life with somebody else, that we're going to be a burden to them, that it's not going to be like, okay for me to share that with them. And I think that that's another big lie that we believe for sure. So it's weird. Cause I, I know we're going to get to the point where we need to place this on the queue. And I just feel like this game is just going to be so hard to notch in a location. Uh, Cause like the the concept and the stuff that you're able to like really dig into, I feel like is so much deeper than almost any game on the queue. And yeah, if that's what you're going for. Like when you're searching for, I can see it like popping to the top. But as far as like video games go, it's not really like mechanically deep or replayable. Not that replayability is the end all be all, but it. I just. I don't know how it's going to actually fall on the queue. I think that th- we need to lean into the the notion of we're making a list of recommendations of for other people. games. Is also where of I'm games, at. yeah. And I, I experienced the whole the whole game, and yeah, I don't. It didn't really feel like a game. It felt like an interactive movie, and to be honest, it wasn't that great of a movie. It was an interesting story and there were some nice pieces to it, but there, there are bad movies. There are movies that are worth watching that aren't necessarily good, but they're enjoyable to watch. And then there are great movies. I feel like this is more in that middle category where it's like, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like a great movie. Yeah. <sighs> but it's way better movie than all the other Things because none of the other games were trying movies. to be movies because there's <laughs> gameplay aspects to them, which. And personally, with when it comes to video games, I'm much more interested in the gameplay, the gameplay. and it almost felt like I was like, like re- I was reading a, I was reading a book, and I'm also pretty pretty big into like fantasy books that have so much intrigue and like understory going on. I think that's a real thing, understory. I just made that up. But like the story that's being built on the corners and then they're going to interact with each other later on in the book. And so this doesn't really do that either. And so it is a video game that is telling a story in a way that only a video game can tell a story. But But it's it's, also telling it in a genre that you are not a big fan of. Yes. And the storytelling method is not necessarily for you. And as far as games go... You're looking for gameplay, and this doesn't have gameplay. So those are all uh, hits to What Remains of Edith Finch, even though I think that what they set out to do, the creators of this game, I think they did a very good job of doing what it seems like they set out to do. I think it's also tough, because I've never played any walking simulator games before. Have you experienced any? I almost feel like there's like, you have movie, TV watchers, you have video game players. I feel like Walking Sims is almost searching for its own audience of people who aren't necessarily into video games and having these crazy long or like have to be skillful to play them. 
but want more like actual interaction with the story than just sitting down and watching a movie. And I feel like that's just a very niche audience that it's looking for. And I don't think, well, I think both of us enjoy our experience. I don't think that type of experience is what either one of us is searching for in when we're gaming. I think it's very true. Yeah. So I, th- I feel like it's probably gonna be more towards the bottom of the list based on this conversation. Do you have any pushback? Not at all. Okay. Um, I feel like it's probably going to be in that the bottom three area. I'll, I'll kind of read the bottom of the list where it goes into the breach tunic and golf story. And we recently have been talking about the, the injustice that we may have, uh, I am very angry at how low Tunic is on the list. I think it's better than a number of games that are listed above it. And I definitely think Tunic is better than What Remains of Edith Finch. Well, I'll, you'll be glad to hear this. I would definitely rank Tunic above What Remains of Edith Finch as well. So, uh, do we want to... I think that the, int- the most interesting discussion we're going to have, just because it's, I think like it has to be below Tunic, yes. is... Golf Story versus What Remains of Edith Finch. They are both games that are more reliant on the story, Golf Story, but Golf Story actually has mechanics of gameplay, whereas What Remains of Edith Finch is the story. Yes. Golf Story has a degree of skill that you need to exert to be successful. And part of my definition of a game is it needs kind of game mechanics. It's, to me, it's really hard to even classify Edith Finch as a game. It's an experience. But you're using video games as a no, medium I'm, to experience I'm sure it. you probably... I have not actually verified this. But I can imagine this game being amazing in VR. Huh. I've, I've not experienced a ton of VR. It's not something I'm super interested in, but... If it was tailored for VR, it could be really cool, I'm sure. Yeah. So here's my thought. I Golf Story is still a little sour in my mouth when it comes to the fact that I loved it so much the first time. And the second time I played through it, I was just like, ah, this wasn't really, really that good. Whereas playing through What Remains of Edith Finch for the first time, I was like, that was, that was a story that was interesting. And something we haven't mentioned is when I first was talking to some of my friends about IndieQ, the fact that we were starting recording, we had recorded our first episode, and the day afterwards, I was talking to some friends, and they were like, you need to play What Remains of Edith Finch. So this was actually the very first game that was recommended to us to use on the queue. Um, to me, that is not going to sway where I place it at all, but uh, I think that's an interesting aspect of this game. It was a game that somebody else was like, you need to play. And I'm glad we played it. I think it was it's worth playing. But you have to go in knowing what you're... I mean, we were both pretty aware of what we were getting ourselves into. So like, I didn't feel like we were you know, let down or frustrated or confused. I didn't realize it was going to be all about each of their deaths. I didn't realize that, that until like maybe the second or third story. And the first couple stories, though, aren't really the more horrific things once you get into further yeah. into this each each individual member of the family i'm just going back to how much i absolutely adored the secret passages and the architecture of the game that, the feeling that that just gave me in between like stories is just such a 
like just a deep breath of just like, oh, this is cool. So cool. Yes. Just my enjoyment of that is so high. I don't, I think golf story is just very solid all the way through. There's, there's no moments that gave me that same sense of just like grandeur and imagination and excitement in something that I am passionate about is kind of a strong word because it's like how do you passionate about just weird architecture but I just, it's something I love to experience and to see and I think that this is a especially the experience of Edith Finch has a lot of really cool things and you are going to dive into some interesting thoughts if you allow yourself so when I played this game I was not thinking of it nearly as philosophically as you were and when we were talking before we started recording I was like wow, this does have some, like, interesting things to digest where I hadn't really digested it. I also finished the game a couple minutes before you got here. Yes. I I think this game would be wonderful for backseat gamers especially because you don't actually need to control the character to experience the story. You experience the story the same as if the person is controlling it. And so... If you have someone who like likes watching you play video games, maybe think the other day we were talking about watching you play Harvest Moon gave mm-hmm. you more enjoyment than actually playing it. I feel like this game would be really unique to, like, one person be playing it and one person watching it. And actually, I could be able to talk about the different experiences and what it made you think of, or memories, or just thoughts on life and how. I feel like when you're talking about death or experience death, it really makes you reflect on like, okay, how am I living my life now that is going to reflect, you know, for my family or for the people who care about me. So a lot of this game is how does family deal with tragedy? Yeah. And just kind of thinking of like, okay, is there stuff I want to change in my life? Are there ruts I've fallen into out of like comfort or habit that's like, I should change this up. And I have a vision, you know, create more of a vision for where you want to go. I, I kind of am leaning towards it above Golf Story. That's also where I'm feeling, to put it above Golf Story. Yeah. And stick it to the man, the man being Golf Story. Keep him <laughs> down on the very bottom. <laughs> I'm okay with that placement. <laughs> so that would make What Remains of Edith Finch our number 11 game on the queue. Just below Tunic, which, who knows, maybe in a future episode we'll do a little re-ranking if... Uh, if that seems like a important thing to us. But I think having What Remains of Edith Finch in number 11 feels like a pretty good spot for it right now. I agree. We're glad you joined us.